You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going? It's Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope you're doing well late on this Thursday night. Uh, the If you're just kind of joining us just a little bit ago, the Cincinnati Bengals lost their preseason finale to the Indianapolis Colts at home at Paul Brown Stadium. 13-6 to was the final score there. Pretty ugly game, uh, kind of to be expected in a number of fronts because guys who have not either re- not received a lot of playing time or guys who uh, have not, you know, really had much semblance of playing with each other in terms of cohesion built and all of that, um, you know, that kind of showed. But there were a lot of positive takeaways for the Cincinnati Bengals, we'll get to those. There were a couple of negatives as well. We'll get to that. We'll dissect that um, as we go through this. Just for, We'll be here for just a little bit here. If you have some questions and or comments you'd like to have answered, I'd be happy to uh, talk to uh, talk about some of those as they come our way. Um, the, big, the big thing is the final roster is coming. A lot of tough decisions for the Cincinnati Bengals forthcoming. Uh, a lot of position battles. A lot of different guys who have made the coaches' lives difficult. And I see right here Randy Roberts talking about Jake Dolagala. Yeah. So, spoiler alert for those of you who, who read, uh, you know, ardently Cincy Jungle, I will be coming out with a post. It's really more meant as an interactive post for you to vote on. But basically it's asking the question, did he do enough to make a run, earn himself a spot on the final roster? Um, there, there are conflicting – kind of points of view with that uh do you want to use a roster spot on a third string quarterback do you want to let him potentially run the risk of him testing waivers seeing if he clears that and try and keeping stash him on the practice squad this is a guy who was 10 of 12 94 yards two touchdowns last week against the giants uh this week uh, played the entire game um but, uh, you know, definitely not as productive in terms of touchdowns. But 28 of 42, 253 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Was kind of robbed of a touchdown pass to, um, to, to Flowers at the end of the game there. Um, there was a, a, a review and a pick was called, which was interesting. Kind of first time seeing that. But at any, at any rate, um, 
Dolagala looked pretty good, and you know some people believe he has earned himself a spot on this 53-man roster. Some people think you know there are other spots that they need to go heavy at: offensive line, linebacker, defensive line. Those are some of the areas. Cornerback, they've got a lot of talent. Some guys played very well there tonight, including Devonte Harris and Darius Phillips, the two draft picks from last year. Um, Darius Phillips, I think, may have earned himself a spot. He had an interception and what would have been a punt return touchdown on a ticky-tack block call um, that, that negated it. But um, nice night for Darius Phillips as well. We'll see how it shakes out. But, um, you know, f- for now, I, I think Dolagal has at least made an, for an interesting conversation uh, with this coaching staff, with the brain trust, to see if they want to keep a developmental guy on the roster. Um, great arm strength, great size, a lot of good – uh, movement in and out of the pocket. Um, you know, you saw a lot of good things from him, and I think that that has really – and it's been over the course of two games, so you got to like that. Um, so interesting stuff with Jake Dolagala. A lot of good stuff from the backup receivers. That is going to be a very difficult decision to make. You, one would think that Alden Tate and then, of course, Damian Willis, who is going to be starting apparently in place of A.J. Green week one against the Seahawks. Those two guys are safe along with Green, John Ross, Tyler Boyd, all those guys are are safe. So you would think they'll probably at least initially carry seven because, you know, the Green injury and how, you know, how that makes that whole situation fluid. So that leaves two spots between uh, Stanley Morgan, Josh Malone, Ventel Bryant, and Cody Core. All of the – three of those guys played very well. Morgan was was out injured so unfortunately he just because he hasn't been available the past couple of weeks he may not be a guy that they keep on the final roster probably a practice squad guy Ventel Bryant you would think at first blush would probably be another guy that um you know is is a guy that uh they may they may use and then um you know stash on the practice squad and then you've got core and, and Malone I, I want to backtrack a second ago. I left out Alex Erickson, just a guy, a guy for some reason. He just he leaves your mind, but then all of a sudden he's on the field. He makes nothing but plays. But Alex Erickson will have one of those spots as well. Um, so really there's just kind of one spot for four guys kind of jockeying for that most likely. Very difficult to see the, the team going beyond seven at that, at that position uh, for the final roster. So again, I want to reiterate, you have Green, you have Boyd, you have Ross, you have Erickson. You would probably have Auden Tate. You will have Damian Willis, as, as Zach Taylor has, has mentioned. So there's six guys right there. And then the last spot probably comes down to Stanley Morgan, um, you know, uh, Josh Malone, Ventel Bryant and Cody core Cody core had a nice night as well. So, you know, a lot of difficult decisions to be made. Ventel Bryant had nine catches for 83 yards. He was the leading receiver on the night against the Colts. A lot of nice catches by him. Cody core five catches for 75 yards. He made a lot of plays. Josh Malone, two catches for 26 yards on four targets. So all those guys had nice moments, very difficult decision to be made there. The other situation and major takeaway unfortunately on the negative is Rodney Anderson a week after his breakout game looked you know first game back looked great looked comfortable was getting some you know the early early repetitions the starter reps in this game against the Colts 
takes a hit to the knee, the same knee that he had the ACL injury and surgery on last year. Um, it didn't look overly severe. Uh, he ended up leaving the game. He did not return. Um, I think more reports are to come. He, he walked to the locker room under his own power, not really a noticeable limp. So I guess in a certain way, that is a good sign. Um, hard as you looked at the, the replay of it, it was hard to kind of tell exactly what happened there. Um, he didn't really seem to take a helmet square on the knee. Um, he kind of just fell and, uh, I don't know, maybe it twisted it a little bit. Maybe there's a hyperextension, hopefully nothing serious. I think it's especially scary because it's something that, um, you know, obviously it, it affected the same leg and same knee that he had the issue with prior to coming to the Bengals and obviously causing him to fall in the draft. Um, a lot of different co- comments and whatnot. Uh, Core has butterfingers, LOL, says AP Malmgren. You know, Core has butterfingers, unfortunately, at the, at the points when it counts, the regular season. In the preseason, he keeps and, – and obviously practices, he keeps showing why the team drafted him, why they want to hang on to him. You know, I wonder if Darren Simmons is going to pound the table to get a guy that he wants to have play special teams for him. Obviously, he'll have Erickson that will do that, but he'll, he will need another guy to return. He will need another guy who could play Gunner, all that stuff. Um, and obviously, he likes Cody Core in that role. So – he may get that last roster spot on this team as a special teams type of player. He, again, uh, you know, tonight, five catches, 75 yards, uh, made, a, made a couple of decent plays. Both he and Malone had a couple of situations tonight where they could have made, you know, some spectacular catches. Didn't, didn't happen, but, you know, a tough, tough situation there. And then, of course, these injuries, the injuries to Green, as I mentioned, whatever's happening with Rodney Anderson – Will they go light at tight end and keep only three instead of four? Um, you know, these are all type of these are types of things that need to be sorted out and will be sorted out this weekend. So, um, you know, I I think uh, that there are some really difficult decisions to be had this weekend. Interesting question here by Jeff Hamilton, and and it was a, a good way to segue into where I was going next, which was the linebacker group. I thought early on I saw a lot of good plays from Jordan Evans. Um, you know, he, he was late on one pass play, but, uh, was, was right there to make a quick tackle on a short completion on a pass play on a one-on-one tackle, made a couple of nice tackles in the run game to, to limit damage there and and keep their back to basically no gain a couple of times. So I I saw a couple of nice plays from him and Jeff Hamilton mentions Deshaun Davis. Can he help our, our linebacker group was the question. Yes. Uh, I think he can. I think he may be a guy that, they keep, uh, you know, they're, they're, Dave Lapham came out earlier this week and said, you know, he would keep only four of the linebackers and the Bengals may do that and then look for two other guys to help him out on the waiver wire. I, I think at most they would they would maybe look for one. I don't think they look for two linebackers. I think they maybe keep five. And I think obviously one of those spots comes down to Davis and Nickerson, basically the same type of player. I think Davis has more upside. I saw him make some more plays. Tonight, I think he's got a, a little bit better football instincts than Hardy Nickerson, at least in limited film that I've seen. So, um, you know, I think Deshaun Davis is on the bubble, but I think that he would be the last guy they keep over a guy like Hardy Nickerson, if you're asking me. Obviously, Nickerson was a guy that was a Marvin Lewis favorite. Marvin Lewis coached 
his father, Hardy Nickerson Sr., so there was a, a little bit of nepotism going on there. D Davis was drafted by Zach Taylor in this group, so you would tend to think if the decision came down to those two guys, they would go with what this the guy that this regime drafted as opposed to um, – as opposed to uh, the Marvin Lewis regime. Sean Pye, when is A.J. Green going to be back? I do not know. I wrote a piece today. It was actually kind of promoting our podcast and everything for Cincy, at CincyJungle.com, and I, I kind of made a note that it has been very, very quiet on that front. Really, all we know is that he's not suiting up for week one. Um, you know, there's been reports that because of the scope, it could be up to up to a month that he misses. It could be just this first game. It could be the first few games. We don't know. Um, and it has been very quiet on that front. Um, there's been some unsubstantiated, maybe trade rumblings, not really directly pointing at AJ Green out there, but, um, you know, there's been some, some rumors. I don't want to speculate on that, but, uh, I do not, you know, I do not think that uh, A.J. Green will be missing a massive amount of time. I think it's probably this is all precautionary. They realize they've been hit by the injury bug pretty hard yet again this summer, this spring. Jonah Williams, A.J. Green, et cetera, et cetera. So they probably are playing it uber cautious with a guy like that. I would say probably week three is probably when we can expect A.J. Green to, um, to return. It does make me pause a little bit that – there's just been no no news on that and no update on that. So interesting um, interesting stuff there. Uh, Robert Obrecht, hey, thanks for the comment, the compliment on, on the podcast, Robert. Appreciate it, man. Um, Homer, yeah, favorite place to, to hear Bengals news. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, there's a lot of other comments and questions. I'm trying to get to a lot of these. Chandler Banks going back a little bit says Bryant looks good. Yeah, I, I want to reiterate, this wide receiver battle is going to be a, a tough, tough thing to sort out. There are going to be some talented guys that will be looking for jobs. Unfortunately, I don't think that the Bengals will be able to keep those four guys that I mentioned that are seemingly going for one spot. Um, you know, Bryant, Malone, Core. uh, Morgan, all those guys, you know, they could probably keep Morgan and Bryant, try and get them on the practice squad. Um, the other guys, I, I don't, you know, I don't see them being guys that are, they may not be practice squad eligible, but also, um, you know, they, they might get scooped up by, by other teams. So um, tough decisions there to, uh, to work at. Going back to the Anderson injury, Mark Rydell asks, who's the fourth running back in a potential injury to Anderson? That is another question, interesting question because I thought that uh, I, I thought that Ellis, Jordan Ellis, the, the undrafted rookie, showed a lot of nice stuff this, this preseason. Now, it wasn't overly flashy. It wasn't huge chunk yardage. It wasn't uh, game-changing plays per se. He did have a receiving touchdown from Ryan Finley, but this is a guy who just does the workman stuff, the blue collar, you know, the, the, the tough guy stuff, um, catches a little bit out of the backfield, a real one cut go type of guy. He may be a guy that they look at to keep um, if for some reason Anderson is out. Again, no news on that in terms of major severity or minor severity with that. 
My assumption is that it probably is not that serious, given the fact that he was able to walk under his own power to the locker room, didn't really appear to have a limp. That was uh, at least by Jeff Hobson's of Bengals.com, uh, Jeff Hobson's observation. So um, that at least makes you think it's positive. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Ellis is kind of the guy behind mixing Bernard, Travion Williams, and then you maybe go Ellis there. Unfortunately, with you know, Rodney Anderson showed me a lot last week. He he showed a willingness to block. He showed some great ability after the catch. Obviously, he can run the ball well. So you know, I, I think that would be as far as a third or fourth running back would would be concerned. That would be a, a tough loss if he is to miss some time. But I, I think um, we got to let that play out first and and go from there. Again, this is. Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. We're going to be here for just a few more minutes, but thanks for tuning in tonight. I know it's late for quite a few of you on this Thursday night. If you're just joining us, the Bengals lost a relative snooze fest in the preseason finale to the Colts, 13-6. to uh, The Bengals had opportunities to score in this game. Tristan Vizcaino missed two kicks. One was from 55 yards, so you can't really blame him there, but missed another one. I think it was from 37 yards. So got to make those. That's six points or at least three left on the board. The Bengals had a touchdown pass from Dolagala to Flowers. That was negated upon review, and a penalty was called. So, you know, a lot of a lot of points were left off the board. Again, it's preseason. The wins and losses don't matter. Really, it's more about evaluations and seeing who are the best fits for your team, who you want to keep. But um, not the prettiest of games uh, in terms of points and, and you know, all that stuff. I will say what the Bengals did uh, this week that I thought was, was pretty um, – yeah, unfortunately, I don't have it directly in front of me. But um, I thought the Bengals did a, a pretty good job of limiting the penalties this week. You know, that was something and that was a problem the first two weeks. And then really these past couple of weeks, they've really done a good job of, of limiting those, you know, curbing those. So, you know, Zach Taylor preached that in practice, preached it before the games, and the team has seemingly responded. So you got to like that. Uh, Dustin Blankenship. I like this one. In your opinion, was Damian Willis that impressive or was he just the next guy to fill in for AJ? Granted, we all know he's better than Cody Korn, Josh Malone, but is it something to think that in November he will be making some plays? I, I assume that latter part of that question is, uh, you know, it, do we think that in November, if he's going to make some plays, I would assume that that's under the assumption that A.J. Green is back, so is Willis going to still be able to contribute? Obviously, he will not be contributing as heavily as he he might be doing in week one in a quote-unquote starting role. The team likes him. The coaches like him. And apparently, if you've watched clips in practice, if you've seen him in these games, he has made plays. He's made catches. A lot of times he has caught all of the targets thrown his way. Some of them have been very difficult catches. If you think back to last week against the Giants, the underthrown deep ball from Ryan Finley that he came back for and outleapt a defender and got, he, he was able to catch a ball on a fade route. He's done some stuff across the middle. So he's shown a little bit of everything. Is he A.J. Green? Absolutely not. He's not as big as A.J. Green. He doesn't do the same things as A.J. Green in terms of athleticism. But he does. he can do a little bit of everything in terms of routes, 
which is what A.J. Green does. A.J. Green can, can go deep. A.J. Green can work the middle of the field. A.J. Green can take a screen pass and, and turn it into a big game. So I think that that's why they gave the nod to Willis, is that they think that he can, he can run a lot of the routes, he can make a lot of the catches, and they're pretty confident in that. They obviously – I would think they talked to the quarterbacks. They talked to Andy Dalton. They said, hey, you know, this is – you know, I don't need you to check off on this per se, but, you know, what are your thoughts on – what's your comfort level with this kid? And uh, I'm sure they gave some some confidence in this kid, and, and that's what gave the coaching staff a little bit more confidence for this big promotion for this kid. So I think he's earned it. Um, I'm tentative in terms of what he is going to be able to do against a Seahawks defense week one, starting on the road in Seattle. Um, I'm a little tentative on, on, you know, these lofty expectations for him, but I'm happy for him undrafted kid to week one starter. We've seen some guys that are, have been low round picks that end up making big impacts in the NFL. Maybe this guy's the next guy to do that. Um, I think he earned it. I think he was impressive to answer your question, Dustin. I just, I'm not ready to put that gold jacket on him yet. I think, you know, I I think there could be some major jitters next, uh, you know, a little over a week from now. We'll see. But, um, you know, I'm happy for the kid. And he worked, he worked his butt off and he earned his spot. I think the same could be said for Alden Tate, considering that we think he's going to make the team. So, you know, uh, good, good for him. It's just a matter of him going out there and making plays now. Uh, Real quick, uh, just before we get out of here, a, a comment from Robert Obrecht. Uh, they have to fix that run game. Yes, 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 yes. Now, I think that the if the Bengals this, – this is something that will get better as the year goes on. You saw it last year. Even with Andy Dalton out of the, out of the game, uh, you know, out on IR, even with a lot of injuries, A.J. Green and others, uh, the run game when Joe Mixon picked up, late last year. And I think it's because some of those offensive linemen ended up playing more frequently with each other. They got that cohesion. Mixon is in the game and he knows how to avoid tackles and they drew up plays, a lot of delays, um, you know, draws, things of that nature that really played to Mixon's strengths. I would assume that this, this is going to, there's going to be a lot of the same. We didn't see much of Mixon at all this preseason, and that's okay. We barely saw Giovanni Bernard as well. That's okay, and those are the two best running backs on the team. We still have not – we have not seen really this now new starting unit with Michael Jordan and Trey Hopkins at center. Um, you know, we haven't seen those guys play a ton together, but the hope is obviously as more snaps are had, you have Mixon back there, you have Bernard back there. The run game will will gain some clout. They'll they'll be able to move the ball a little bit. And quite honestly, this offense needs that. This is Zach Taylor's preached that this is going to be an offense that is built around the run, built around play action. So they need to be able to run the ball. And um, you know, I think also they will use those running backs in passing situations. We've seen them catch the ball. Um, a lot this preseason, including the backup guys. And obviously we know Bernard and Mixon are very capable at catching the ball. So I think they're going to use that facet a lot too. But yes, they need to get the run game going. I think they'll get it going due to a number of factors, but it may take a a, a few weeks maybe to really kind of get its groove going. And um, we'll see. But it is, it, it is going to be a critical, critical facet of the – 
the Bengals, the offense, and how this team is potentially going to be successful. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Just so you guys know, we will be doing another one of these tomorrow, uh, talking about the roster, some listener questions. It should be a two-man show with John Sheeran and I on this Facebook channel, so we'll be answering some of your questions if we didn't get to some of those tonight. Uh, you can leave them here or get in touch with us via email, Twitter, our Orange and Black Insider phone line, all that good stuff. We'll be taking all that. So um, definitely join us for that. It'll be at 3.30 Eastern tomorrow, Friday afternoon. So join us. We will also be doing on Sunday afternoon, probably at about 1.30, uh, excuse me, 4.30 p.m. Eastern after the waiver wires, the final roster stuff, all of that has kind of concluded, uh, and practice squad designations as well, we will be doing another Facebook Live here to bring you that news, let you know all of the stuff about updating you on all that stuff, and then obviously answering some questions and comments there too. So join us a couple of times this weekend. It's going to be a busy one. Hey, you got Labor Day, right? So uh, no excuse not to join us. You got the time off, right? Uh, but we, we look forward to join, for, for you to join us. If you are new to Cincy Jungle, thank you for, for liking us on Facebook. Thank you for reading our articles. Keep it there for all the news, opinions, analysis, commentary, all that good stuff. Uh, and, and give a listen to our, our podcast. Contributor John Sheeran and myself uh, do that show, and it's on a number of different platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, all that stuff. So get it there. Find it. We would love to have you join us Dustin again what time tomorrow it'll be it'll be 3 30 p.m eastern 12 30 pacific so 3 30 p.m eastern we will be taking the air and um, you know going from there and then again it'll probably be about 4 30 eastern on sunday that we will be taking the air uh talking about the final roster um you know waiver wire stuff all that good stuff but thanks for joining us tonight go get some sleep we got a busy weekend ahead and uh, we look forward to bringing you all the news. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.